Reigniting Spirit and Truth by P.D. van der Weesthuizen Acknowledgements Before I speak a word, I would like to thank the Father Yahweh for providing the fire for the sacrifice and empowering me to write this book. Throughout writing, I've prayed continually that every word would be of Him and not of myself. I believe He has honored my request, and my hope is that you test every word. All glory and honor and praise to Him forever and ever. He is holy. Furthermore, I would like to thank my family and close friends for their love, support, and contributions to this work, as well as the many brothers and sisters around the world who have prayed for this. I am incredibly excited for the work he has done. I would like to especially thank my mother and father for raising me with a foundation in truth, for always supporting me despite opposition and for being a living example of God's power. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation 4, 8 to 11. For more information on the topics explored in this book, you can visit the website of Rise on Fire Ministries at www. Dot riseonfire.com Watch weekly video teachings, podcasts, read articles, or find fellowship near you, all on the website. Partner with us in bringing the gospel to the nations. Preface Today, we are seeing the final implementation of Satan's main in time plan. The execution of this plan has been in the works from the beginning, where Satan seeks to create a divide of two groups in the body of Christ, leaving both groups of this divide deceived. This divide occurred due to a lack of knowledge and application surrounding the fullness of spirit and truth a treasure unearthed by the Father for these last days. Those who do not fall by this deception are classified in Scripture as the remnant, those who follow the narrow path that few will find, also known as the Bride of Christ. The deception is also known as the Great Falling Away, 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3. It's not what most people have theorized 
and is already here. The commission given to me by God has been to bring you the truth regarding this deception. This book aims to help you understand the depth of this deception by explaining these two groups and the lies the enemy is feeding them. I believe that most of my believing readers, both mature and brand new, will be able to benefit from this revelation. Because the word of God says that few will find the path that leads to eternal life. Matthew 7 verse 14 It also says that the coming deception will be able to deceive even the elect if possible. Mark 13 verse 22 In addition to uncovering this deception, we will explore what it truly means to worship the Father in both spirit and truth. John 4 verse 23 A concept misunderstood by the mainstream church. God is placing a great responsibility on the last generation to represent and walk in the fullness of Christ against the forces of darkness that continue to surround us. Introduction The Spirit-Truth Pendulum Since Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew, ascended, an ever-growing divide started as believers swayed from the one belief in Messiah, also known as Christ. Today, we have thousands of denominations, each having their own understanding of sin, Yeshua, and the Spirit of God. From the foundation of the world, the two elements of Spirit, Genesis 1 verse 2, and Truth, John 1 verse 1, were there. These two essential elements form a pendulum of belief, with truth on one side and spirit on the other. Yeshua walked in the fullness of spirit and truth, in perfect balance and unity. He balanced the scale and then declared, Now walk as I walk. 1 John 2 verse 6 Providing the perfect example for us, to imitate. I believe Adam and Eve also initially walked in this perfect balance due to their close garden relationship with their father. Satan's deception led them to question who they were, which caused them to take their eyes off the father, tipping the spirit and truth scale to one side or the other. This same deception is prevalent in most of our Christian denominations today, forming two extremes important to understand. I need to stress that the following explanations are extremes that does not apply to everyone in its entirety. But I would like you to better understand the deceptions of the enemy and identify where you might even be slightly entangled. In the first group, which I will be referring to 
as the grace group in this book, we see a beautiful love and understanding of the Spirit of God, an enactment of His grace, the walking out of His spiritual gifts, and a display of love for one another. However, in this love and desire to be purely led by the Spirit, the scale is tipped and the truth of His Word is not as considered or understood. We end up with a group high in love but low in discernment. The lack of knowledge of the Word distorts the definition of sin and holiness. Sin and holiness becomes what we feel the Spirit has shown us instead of what God has already spoken from Genesis to Revelation. In the second group, which I will be referring to as the truth group, is a great display of knowledge, an understanding of God's word, sin, holiness, and a love for the mysteries of God found in his word. However, while this group has a genuine love for God and his word, the love for others is not always as clear. This group is often at enmity with radical workings of the Holy Spirit, signs, wonders, miracles, spiritual gifts, etc. And, though this is not always admitted, there is an apparent lack of these wonders in the lives of the group because knowledge so easily puffs up. Matthew 16, verse 6. Pride often creeps in, which creates a great incompatibility with the workings of the Holy Spirit. Along with this pride comes a hardness to correction, especially from those in the grace group. They don't consider any truth within the grace group because the grace group is not as acquainted with the word of God as they are. Even though the grace group does have important revelation to share. Similarly, the grace group is not interested in learning the knowledge and truth from God's word that the truth group has discovered because the grace group identifies a lack of love and sometimes lack of fruit from within the truth group. You will see in each group that there is a hard dip to other truth with an extreme of legalism or salvation by works or to spirit with an extreme of hyper-grace, salvation without works. The worst of all is, is that these two groups usually want nothing to do with one another. Note that, in terms of what we are talking about, both these groups are believers in God and do love Him. Both groups also have real, powerful strengths that are gifts of God given through either His Spirit or the truth of His Word. These strengths were hard at work in the life of Yeshua and defined who He was. He was the Word, the truth, that became flesh, and He was filled with the power of the Spirit of God. Because Yeshua walked out the perfect balance of spirit and truth, a part of his walk was in opposition to just about everyone. The grace side of Yeshua 
offended the truth group, and the truth side of Yeshua offended the grace group. Similarly, Yeshua promises that anyone who will imitate him will face the same persecution. Matthew 10 verse 22 Most Christians never face this kind of persecution because they never walk in the fullness of Christ. They simply walk out a version of Jesus that they heard about from their spiritual leaders or the world. They end up constructing a God that fits who they want Him to be instead of who the Word says He is. If we follow the same Jesus everyone else is following, we shouldn't be surprised when we don't receive the promised persecution from them. I am reminded of a quote. When you're on the side of the majority, you're probably on the wrong side. While this may seem like a strange idea in Christianity, we need to realize this is what he said it will be like, that only a few people will make it, and the majority will not be on the narrow road. The two groups also have weaknesses that paralyze their strengths to a certain degree. The truth group is paralyzed by not permitting the Spirit of God to work power, love, and fruit in and through them. Without this power, love, and fruit, the truth, the Word of God, they love, never accomplishes what it was meant to accomplish in the first place. The grace group paralyzes the Spirit of God They love by their lack of truth. For the Spirit always follows the truth, what God has already spoken. Genesis 1 verse 2 says, The Spirit hovered over the waters until the word of God went forth. But oh, when we bring Spirit and truth together in perfect harmony, it changes everything. Balancing the pendulum keeps the enemy out, and our weaknesses that paralyzed our strengths vanish, and the strengths of spirit and truth grow stronger than ever because they empower each other. This is how Yeshua walked. After this takes place within you, you will truly be able to walk as he walked. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. John 14 verse 12